Welcome to the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast brought to you by Torch Technologies. In this podcast, you will learn about all things Torch, from its history to its culture, employee ownership, commitment to the warfighter, our community involvement, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and stay connected with Torch by following us on all your social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Today, I sit down to talk with Jim Moore, an employee here at Torch Technologies. Thank you so much for joining me today. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what your role here is at Torch? Sure. Yeah, my name is Jim Moore. I've been at Torch Technologies for 19 years now, coming up on 20. I currently work in the Shalimar, Florida office at Eglin Air Force Base. Generally, my day-to-day is sitting out at customer site 10 hours a day, four days a week, (laughs) and making sure they're taken care of. Yeah. So I know you started your career at Torch pretty much right out of college. What was that experience like looking for a job when you're graduating? What did you graduate with? And kind of was Torch one of the many companies you applied for or one of the few? So graduated Alabama in 2003 with a degree in electrical engineering, put out resumes all over the place, (laughs) and actually couldn't find a job. Many interviews, nobody was really hiring at the time. So I threw my resume out on monster.com, right? <laughs> Very early in the internet days of getting hired. And I got a call from, oh gosh, I can't even remember. It might've been Don Holder okay. at the time. Said, hey, we found your resume. We'd like to bring you up to Huntsville <laughs> for an interview. Went on the interview, interviewed with Joe Hill uh, and a few other guys. Don and Bill were in the same room together. Talked to them. <laughs> Don and I hit it off with Alabama football pretty okay. immediately. I guess the rest is history. Yeah. I guess coming into it, I mean, like I said, you're just kind of looking for a job and you're originally from the Birmingham area. What did you know about Huntsville? Were you familiar with Huntsville? Were you excited for the move to Huntsville? Yeah, I was excited for the move to Huntsville. There were no jobs for electrical engineering in Birmingham. Well, at least that I wanted, right? <laughs> and Huntsville was this technology driven city that was very different from what I grew up from. So I kind of knew early on that if I was going to get a job in Alabama, it was not going to be in Birmingham. (laughs) It was going to end up being in Huntsville. Yeah. And I guess a big part of Torch and a big part of its ethos is this ESOP and being employee-owned company. And you knew a little bit about ESOPs prior to coming to Torch. What did you know about it and how did you kind of become aware of ESOPs? Yeah. So my dad worked for a company based out of Ohio, but they were an ESOP company and he fell in pretty late in his career. But it was easy for me to see even at that time the amount of wealth generated from that ESOP being employee owned and not feeding the one guy at the top. It was clear to me when I got an interview with Torch, this was a company I wanted to be with. It was employee owned from the beginning with a goal, right, of being 100% employee owned within 10 years. It was really a company that I saw that I thought, this is someplace I need to work for and actually got lucky enough to work here. (laughs) Obviously, coming right out of college, you're not thinking that this job is going to be potentially your job for the last 20 plus years. At what moment, was there a moment that you can remember in the company and just in your career that you're like, I think I could be at Torch for a very long time? So I'll tell you, it was the culture from the very beginning, right? The conference room we had, and this was down on Drake Avenue, so the second <laughs> office. The conference room we had was not very big. Yeah. And there were, we'd have all hands meetings and all 30 of us were sitting around the table at once. Right. And I remember birthdays and food and events, and we were always doing something. There was always some event. And that really drug me in from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the start of the EMWC and actually these planned events and getting bigger and bigger, it was really a place that I enjoyed being. And I didn't want to leave it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is the first job you've had out of college, but you talked to a lot of probably your friends. 
that have jobs other places, did you realize the company culture at Torch was so much different than maybe other companies? Or were you not really aware of it since this is really the only company you've been with? I honestly wasn't really aware of it other than government employees that I worked with on a day-to-day basis, right? Outside of that environment, I didn't really talk work with too many others. Yeah. So, I mean, you've been with Torch for 20 plus years. You were at the Huntsville office up until about 10 years ago, and then you made the move to Florida. Tell me a little bit about that move and kind of what either prompted that move, the opportunity to move, especially with the, I would presume, loved living here in Huntsville. I did. So I guess we can maybe reach back to the last episode. Sam said she was getting a little impatient and (laughs) I was also a little impatient, but I knew the value of the ESOP. I knew the value of Torch. And so I didn't want to leave Torch. I'd been here 10 years and didn't want to leave, but I needed a change. Okay. Right. I guess they talk about that 10 year itch, right? (laughs) I was in the middle of the 10 year itch. And so instead of leaving for another company, I looked out for other opportunities across the horizon. And the Shalimar office was one that really fit in well for me. My parents live there now. They retired there. My in-laws live there. My sister's moved there since. So it was kind of this whole homecoming to a different city than I grew (laughs) up in. It was a good situation for me and my family, especially having two kids under four. Yeah. And I guess like having all your family kind of relocate to that area, it's become like a home. It It is home. It's it's home to you. But then you should come up here to Huntsville every once in a while and visit and be a part of some of these meetings and virtually too. So I think what's interesting too is we haven't talked about it much on the podcast before, work-life balance. And what's interesting for you is your wife actually joined Torch about five years ago. Talk a little bit about that and kind of that work-life balance now that you both work for the same company. So it instantly became much harder when my wife got a job, right? (laughs) She was a stay-at-home mom and she loved taking care of the kids. And actually she had told me there was no way she was ever going back to work unless it was for Torch. Well, TMAS contract came up and Torch won it. And she said, okay, well, this is the opportunity to go back. Like I said, it instantly became harder, but nobody corporately was worried that we got our job done, but our hours were just different. Kids had to get picked up from school, taken to soccer, swim practice, all these things, but we managed it. We figured out a way to work our schedules such that I'd go to work early. She'd go to work a little later after (laughs) getting the kids there. And then I would leave work early to go pick them up at school and take them to soccer, things like that. It's such a cool, like we've had a couple of people on that have had their career. I think Adam Sampley was here. He's been here since the beginning. We've had a couple other people that have been here for a long period of time. And we talked about the ESOP earlier and you knew kind of what the value could be of it when you joined on. And it's tough for someone now that they're coming out out of college, working here at Torch to kind of get that same value. Obviously it was going to be so big then. It was the early 2000s. Now it's 2023. What's it going to look like? How would you summarize the value of the ESOP to maybe someone that's listening that just started their career here? maybe has been here for a few years and thinking of the long-term effect that the ESOP could have for them. Yeah. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? <laughs> but in the middle of it, 15 years ago, there was no guarantee, right? Every day you go to work and you bust your butt and you see the value add in your ESOP, but you're just one contract away from losing that. And it really lit a fire under me personally to go out and help Torch win that next contract. Right now we're over a thousand people, but when I moved to Florida, we were under 300. Wow. Right. So even 10 years ago, you're one loss away from the company going down. So you work harder, right? You put in more time and I've told many people this, right? It's not about what the stock price is. It's about percentage in and percentage growth or dollar growth, if you will. There is every reason to believe that Torch can keep pushing at this rate. I've said for 15 years that we can't keep it up, but we keep doing it. You keep meeting expectations and exceeding them. That's right. There's no reason to believe that we couldn't do it 
for the next 20 years, but we need participation from that next generation. Yeah. It's not a spectator sport. <laughs> yes. And I think the dynamic of knowing that the work that you're putting in on a daily basis is a direct correlation. And I think that's sort of that value of the ESOP. That's sort of the culture that Torch has created. As you've seen it over the last 20 years, the company's grown substantially since you first joined. Yep. How do you think that Torch is able to continue that culture that you enjoyed when you first joined now 20 years later as a company's gotten bigger? So that's actually pretty easy for me to answer. When I moved to Florida, I was employee number one down there, right? We had no other employees. And so when we hired people on, it was, well, ingrained for me from Bill, Don, Joe, everybody else that culture is important. So when we hired people on, I was culture ambassador down there. (laughs) I was pushing it and I was pushing a Huntsville standpoint, but we had to shift it. We had to create our own culture for that group. Mm -hmm. You can't expect everything to work in Huntsville to work down in Florida. Yeah. So we really made it our own and we've hired some great people down in Florida that are really helping out with it between Kristen, Jennifer, Jordan, Terry, Amy, they are the new front. They are that new culture warrior that (laughs) every day they're out there making sure the employees are taken care of and see that they are valued. I mean, I couldn't imagine you were one of the first couple of employees here at Torch in the early 2000s. Then you go down to Florida and you're number one there. Was it a scary situation for you thinking that not that the company rides on you, but this branch that they're opening, this new thing that they're trying to do? Did you feel like it was kind of on your back? I did feel it was on my back, but I signed up for that, right? (laughs) It wasn't that it was a concern to me. It was, I need to go out and do this because it's going to help the company. It's going to help me. Like you said, you needed to change the shift change in your career. And at that point, it was like, this is an opportunity. This is something that's new and I'm ready to go in for it. And you were all in. Absolutely. So I ended up running a small team down there. I've got a few guys that work for me, but at the end of the day, there's a huge contingent of employees down there now, and we're all on the same team. It's really a joy working with them. Yeah. Another huge part of Torch that kind of, it deals with the culture, it deals with just kind of community involvement is their Torch Helps. Bill and Don put it together that involves giving back to the local communities at not only the Huntsville location, but at other locations too. Can you talk a little bit about Torch Helps and what it's like being a part of a company that's so involved with giving back to its community? I really enjoy Torch Helps. I think the fact that it's easy deductions from the paycheck, it's all employee run. Nobody takes any dollars off the top and we get to choose where that money goes. Mm -hmm. It really is a way to get our name in the community and show that we care. We're not just another company. We're not just another group of employees running around trying to get our job done. We care about the community and we want to make it better. It's crazy just to think, I mean, you look on their website, you can see all the different things they've been able to help in some of the different areas and the stories that Bill's told about things they helped, they helped early on in the history of Torch and then now coming back. And I think Adam talked about it a lot, just being out in the community and wearing a Torch shirt and people coming up to him and thanking him for doing stuff. He's like, what do you mean? It wasn't me. It was a Torch. Well, thank you so much. And I think that's such a dynamic that is so different than most companies and the culture y'all have created. Thinking through your career here at Torch. What is something you know now, 20 years in, that you wish you would have known when you first began here? It's not going to be easy. It's going (laughs) to be a struggle, but it is worth it 100%. The group of people we work with, our mission, our people first mentality, it pays off, right? It is the reason if you go out and do great things, but you didn't have the right people around you, then what was it worth, right? If you surround yourself with the right people your deeds, your actions go further and those people around you see it and it's carried on. Yeah. We try in these episodes to talk about the culture and talk about these things, but I mean, it's tough. I'm 24. If I came here working for Torch right out of college, it'd be tough from someone that's been here 20 years and they're like, 
oh, well, if you stay here this long, you're going to see this much growth and it's going to be great for you. It's like, well, I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm not thinking about next week. I'm thinking about today. Is there an advice mentality? Is there something that you would give to somebody that is in their early 20s that's just started here that says, hey, I'm doing good. I enjoy it. But there's all these other great things out there. But you know this, the impact it could have long term here at Torch. Yeah, some sacrifices are worth it, right? I feel like I was probably underpaid for a large part of my career, <laughs> but I saw the growth in the ESOP and I saw, okay, maybe I struggled today, <laughs> but this will give me the financial independence where there's going to be a day I can walk away. Yeah. And I don't know when that is. Yeah. As long as I enjoy what I'm doing, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. But right now I'm given that option. Yeah. Right. And the people I grew up with, the people I graduated college with don't have that freedom. Yeah. We recently had Jim Deal, who just retired on here, and he was here for a long time, too. And he talks a lot about that. He's like, I can't really blame them. He's like, when I was their age, I thought the same thing. I thought, what's tomorrow look like? What's today look like? What's next month look like? Not what's 40 years in my career look like. So I think it is, it's a tough thing. But hopefully these episodes and these conversations like this are helping kind of drive that forward. Bill normally ends our episodes by challenging the employees at Torch that it is up to them to keep our dream alive. What does that statement mean to you? So I think I actually took that to heart 15 years ago, right out of college, 20 years ago, whatever it was now. <laughs> the fact that I was in the proposal rooms, right? Wow. Helping out wherever I could. I, I had no clue what I was doing. Let's be clear. <laughs> but what do you need? I'll run to Chick-fil-A and yeah. make sure you're fed, right? It's now on that next generation. Get involved, get active, because there's a limited number of years that us older guys are around. We need the newer generation to step up, help us out. And carry this torch on. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible to see the culture, the passion, the people. Bill and I have talked about it too. Torch is a lot more than just a company you work for. It's a family. Yeah. And I think when you kind of adopt that mentality, it bodes well for this long-term career like you've had here. I thank you so much for spending the last few minutes talking with me about your experiences here at Torch. Absolutely. Your, just the knowledge of the ESOP, kind of informing people that are listening about it a little bit more. I continue to look forward to the success that Torch will have in the future, your career here at Torch. And I thank you again so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and stay connected with us on social media for news and updates surrounding the company. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed it. 